0: Don't you guys know who I am?
1: Welcome back again to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, we're back for the second day in a fucking row here. And I'm joined again because in the time that we're recording it, there's no time in between, really. Bat Smith, what's up, buddy?
0: <laughs> you really hit that intro hard this time. Did I? All
1: right. Yeah, you
0: were all like fucking, yeah, motherfucker!
2: yeah, motherfucker.
0: It's like morning talk radio disc jockey shit like
1: hey everybody welcome to the film five the greatest movie podcast you ever done heard your fucking life there's always a fart noise somewhere <laughs> two steps away <laughs> well, now that Joni, the weather slut Joni, what's going on
0: <laughs> over here weird. in atlanta <laughs> it's
1: uh, an overcast oh shit back to you bill uh, so yeah, we're uh, back for a second uh, time in a row. We missed out on last week, so we're giving you two episodes this week. Uh, on this episode, uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, three movies, as we are uh, normally want to do on this show. Um, Mostly
0: because some of them didn't look like shit like Risen did.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So we just, you know, hmm.
0: <laughs> Do we we try not to discriminate against the shit, but like sometimes there's just you get a whiff of something. Yeah, we and you know you're not going to open that fucking door. You're going to walk away and not even call the cops. Yeah, I think we and it's we have going a, near that door,
1: and we have an email that actually yeah I think even chides us a little bit for one of those particular things that we said, or at least I said that I was going to do. Uh, so let's get to that. Uh, so. Uh, we don't get a lot of uh, emails on this show, but we wish that you would, and uh, you can do that by uh, emailing us at thefilmfind at gmail dot com. Say some stuff; we'll read it. Uh, we just got two uh, two uh, you know letters on uh, on HMP the other week there, so uh, you know it's it's a thing that you can do. We will read it because we got nothing else fucking better to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, here, uh, here's one from a longtime listener here, uh, Marty Pierce, and uh, it reads as follows. I don't know why, again, I don't know why we give me the job to read, because I suck at reading it. Because you're the
0: one that gets the email accounts sent that, to them.
1: That much is true. <laughs> that much is true.
0: You'd think I would be able to, no. Uh, so, let's get to it, motherfucker. What would uh, you say you were going to do and we didn't do?
1: All right. So, uh, hey, Adam and Matt, how are you guys doing? Funny you mentioned Deadpool's dick, uh, which we did. Uh, over here, Deadpool's been released. Now, Marty is from uh, from from England. As everyone, uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, and you know our uh, good friend Marty America, uh, he is over in there, in the uh, over there in the UK. Uh, so, uh, over here, Deadpool's been released as a fifteen, which is surprising to me, as most 15s we get are fairly harmless. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, etc. With the release of this, I've had to lay down the law as to yes, Evie, that's his daughter, is fourteen, but I think it just this might just be a little too close to the knuckle for what I still term as "quote unquote" kid. Sorry, guys, I don't let her listen to the film find either. As well, she
0: shouldn't. As a fourteen-year-old girl, you should not be listening to this show. You uh, should not listen to grown men say words like "twat."
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really work for us. Uh, she probably although does.
0: she probably hears that a lot more in England. Than yeah, me we whatever don't you're <laughs> yeah we don't say twat enough. That's not yeah. a. It's It's not
1: not a thing. It's not as, (laughs) yeah, it's not as highly in the vernacular as it is here. I like doing it because like, it's a heavy one. Like not, Mm -hmm. not just as much as like, well, nobody expects it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's got the, it's like it's very fucking violent that word which is yeah. nice, uh so it like it like it, it hits people hard so i and that's mm-hmm. what I like about it uh so i don't mind uh the I don't mind a bit of swearing uh but a constant barrage along with the ultra violence and graphic sex references just might make Deadpool a bit <laughs> out of the park but
0: you think I would say yes
1: <laughs> but sorry, Matt, I can't remember if you got kids <laughs> you how little you know matt. <laughs>
0: oh hilarious Mm,
1: no 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 he will not he's got doggy children but that's about it uh, so I found myself stuck in a horrible situation of only going to watch family films, but needing a quote-unquote sitter when I want to watch anything of a quote-unquote adult nature with Miss Marty. Typically, this never seems to happen, and the film has gone. Frowny face. Yes, I know she's 14, but I also have an 11-year-old happily, happily, who'd quite happily burn the house down uh, without adult supervision. Uh, my brother was that kid. If you left my brother alone, he would just—he probably would have burned down the fucking house. He's—he was—he was that kid. Uh, so with that in mind, I haven't seen Deadpool yet, but uh, have watched Goosebumps pretty good, Zoolander two. Sorry, Adam liked it and loved the first one. I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh,
0: <laughs> i did, I, did, I was not uh, a big fan of the second one, but He's right on with the first one.
1: Fair enough. Uh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks three Road Chimp. And we didn't uh, see that. It said, just fucking kill me now. And I'll probably agree to that one, but I still have to go and watch that movie on account of, um, so Sean, when that movie comes out on video, uh, Sean's going to come over to the house. We're going to watch it and then maybe do a film find five where we only say positive things
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a film five, five seconds.
1: Maybe. I, <laughs> I will say this. I did watch a uh, black nerds review on uh, YouTube and uh-huh. uh, so, if you if you guys like kind of geeky stuff, he's he's you know he can be overexcited sometimes, but that's you know that's yeah, but that's
0: he's good. I but, like his but, channel, but
1: I, but I like it. I like a lot of his stuff he did. He he reviewed Alvin the Chipmunks three, and I got to be honest, after his review, I'm just like, well, I'll fucking watch that shit. So why not? Uh, thanks for the reviews each week. Each week, guys, really trying to watch the boy as I'm terrified of puppets slash dolls of a possessed <laughs> nature, especially since you said it doesn't play out as expected. That is very true. I uh, love the show. Keep them coming and ready for a special episode when you Adam uh, uh where episode when you are comma Adam spoiler and I don't. I don't, I don't know what that means. That's
0: a weird, Well, I, I don't understand even what you oh,
1: oh no, I see what he's saying. Basically he's just saying he. he's, he can't wait to do the, uh, little kind of, cause we're going to do like a thing where I did with, uh, Johnny and Chesney where I do kind of a one-off episode where I'll uh, talk mm-hmm. to some people. So I, I talked to Marty on, uh, on Facebook there and he says like, yeah, he was totally doing an episode of that. Cause I want to talk about, uh, you know, uh, older cinema and stuff, uh, in, in England, what that's kind of was like back in the day. So, Oh yeah, so we'll talk about that. Um, I don't think we have anything else, what you've been watching, on account of uh, we just talked about that shit fucking uh, yesterday on this show. But,
0: well, I have one thing.
1: Oh, you got one thing? Well, I, tend, bring it to, on, I tend
0: to try to split them up, so we have something in the other show. Bring it on. Uh, so I did finally pick up the Criterion Collection disc of uh, the Harold Lloyd film, The Freshman. Mm-hmm. You ever seen this one, Adam? Yeah. It's fucking great. It's good stuff. Um, I, think so, can, yeah, I
1: think you can watch it on uh, Hulu, if
0: it is on. It is. Yeah, it's part of the Criterion's Hulu uh, allowances. Um, currently at least. Uh, so this is, uh, one of Harold Lloyd's most famous, uh, films, uh, from 1925. And uh, basically he plays this uh, nerdy guy who uh, instead of um, just trying to learn how college actually works, uh, bases his entire experience on in college and like how he approaches <laughs> going off to college on uh, like a movie he saw about it. <laughs> uh, um, and so he gets there and like he's uh, kind of like the, the nerd, right, that gets picked on by everybody and everybody just makes fun of him and takes advantage of Hold him. Hold on real quick, uh, real
1: quick. I didn't even yeah. put this together until I just saw, kind of saw about this. I don't know if it's direct reference. They do this kind of stuff all the time. Doesn't mm-hmm. this sound a lot like Homer going to college?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure that He's it's what it is, He's right? basing everything
1: uh, about like when he goes to college for this short time about shit that he saw in, in like movies about college, like Animal House and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. I, I never put that together, but that's I wouldn't be surprised. Go ahead.
0: And and so anyway, uh, right? There's uh, it's got um, a few of the most famous sequences Harold Lloyd ever did, and one of the most famous sports sequences that's ever been shot on film. Um, so uh, basically, the main plot is that uh, kind of Harold Lloyd. Um, his character uh, is of course named uh, Harold, as so many. Um, Silent Comedian's characters were, right? Uh, so Harold, Tony uh, also known as day. Speedy. <laughs> What's that?
1: Tony Danza of his day, where it's like, look, I got to name the character after me. Otherwise, I don't know when they queue.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there were other issues going into it, right? Because, I mean, there's no dialogue, so it's not like they had to fucking say anything. But it, it's also like uh, building up your star persona a little bit. Um, also, like also like the, the way that Hollywood would market stars was that they were their characters a lot of the fucking time, right? Yeah. So um, uh, anyway, uh, so he plays this guy, Harold. Uh, he goes off to college. Uh, he kind of meets this uh, girl at the uh, hotel that he's uh, staying in, and by hotel, I mean, it's like a boarding house kind of thing, um, uh, and they kind of hit it off. Uh, meanwhile, he uh, tries out for the college football team, and uh, he thinks that he got a position on it, but he's just their water boy, and the coach never tells him that, and... Um, so that he can take advantage of him. Uh, but it has uh, – so the two most famous sequences in, in this film, there's one that takes place uh, when he's trying to make himself uh, like more popular, right, uh, with with other students at the school mm-hmm. by hosting the the fall fling or whatever it's called, um, like a, <laughs> I like like a dance term, party.
1: I like the term box social. Don't know why, but it did. <laughs> Maybe not applies to this. I like the term,
0: <laughs> but it, but in any case, right? So uh, what what famously is happening in this scene is that he's uh, paid this guy, uh, this tailor uh, who has dizzy spells to make him a new um, suit, right? Uh, but the guy keeps passing out, and he doesn't finish the suit on time. It's only kind of loosely stitched together. So of course, like most of the comedy it comes from him interacting and dancing and doing all kinds of stuff at this ball uh, sequence. Um, while his suit is like in various parts uh, of various portions of disrepair and mm-hmm. being re-repaired and things like that. Um, and it's really funny and well executed. Uh, Harold Lloyd had impeccable uh, comic timing, um, although he was famously told by Max Sennett that he was never going to be a star uh, when he tried to work at Keystone for a little while oh. in the teens. Um And then, of course, the final uh, football uh, game. Sorry, I almost said match like I'm fucking watching soccer because that's (laughs) normally what I do watch. But this football game uh, at the end of the film uh, where um, there are injured players and uh, nobody else can go on the field. And they're like, "Okay, well, I guess we'll put Harold on. And he goes and he kind of messes up, of course, uh, but ends up uh, like scoring the game winning points. Um, uh, But it's fucking spectacularly filmed and actually like really thrilling and fun. Um, really, really terrific camera work. Uh, so anyway, I saw this uh, on the Criterion disc, the Blu-ray and DVD. It's a combo pack for the brief period of time they were doing this. Uh, uh, so I got both the DVD and the Blu-ray for the same fucking price. I don't know why people Big complain like dipshit.
1: you fucking morons. Complaining about that. I want to punch uh, you in your fucking head.
0: But but anyway, uh,
1: it has some really amazing special features on it. How about that? Uh, That sounds like a great idea.
0: (laughs) Well, it has some amazing special features, including a couple of uh, fully restored shorts from Harold Lloyd. So you can see a couple of short films um, as well as uh, like some really interesting commentary and uh, kind of all of the other accoutrement that uh, Criterion would normally put on a disc. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who released this in England. Probably something like uh, BFI, uh, I would imagine, or like the Masters of Cinema series, uh, probably. They tend to have a lot of the same contracts with like uh, what Janus Films has here.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So, because that's who owns Criterion is Janus. Right. So. Anyway, uh, so that's why what you've been watching, The Freshman, all the way from 1925, it's fucking silent, but deal with it, you pansies. Go and do that but, shit.
1: But if there's no words coming out to faces, how do I know what it they're saying? Hmm? Read. Now, fuck that noise. Uh, actually, I have something that I didn't <laughs> mention, uh, and it's, it's, it's nothing big, uh, but it was on Netflix. It was a documentary called A Faster Horse, kind of about the uh, the uh, the launching of the latest Mustang. I want to say it was the 2016 model? Memory serves, um, uh-huh. So, um, you know, it's kind of about the history of the Mustang and stuff. I wish I would have liked a little bit more, I guess, um, you know, I mean, if, unless you're a car person, don't really watch this. It's not that intriguing. Um, but I wish it would have been more of a history about like, you know, Ford as a company itself. They delve a little bit into it and it's always kind of a jump back and forth for like history and then the new stuff that's kind of going on. It's like, while the new stuff is interesting, I, it's not as interesting to me as, you know, The entire, you know, Henry Ford growing, you know, getting the entire automobile industry, like, off its feet and everything. The Lee Iacocca bit that was coming in uh, during his uh, tenure and everything. And then that leading to where uh, we currently are right now. Um, I I wish it would have been more about that. um, Or or maybe even just more specifically about just the Mustang and Mustang culture and things like that. I mean, I I I get what they're doing, but I wish they would have gone either way with it, I think. Uh, so while in some cases narratives like that where it's just like, hey, here's a new thing, but let's talk about the past as well uh, can be can be entertaining that way. To me, I wish it would have gone either direction. So fair enough, but it's <laughs> it's available on Netflix.
2: Uh, That's all okay, good.
1: So if you're a car person, you know, and you're like you're like, oh man, I totally want to you know know about Ford the Mustang and all that shit. Watch it. If not, don't. <laughs> oh, what the hell? All right, so we, what the hell are you doing? I was trying to queue up a thing here, but apparently I still had that other it was music. Ready to go. So uh, here comes the uh, here's the trailer for our first new release review of this week, uh Triple Nine.
2: Out here. There is no good and there is no bad. To survive out here you gotta out monster the monster. Can you do that? Give him hell, baby. Bye dad. Everybody listen up! Marcus, you got a new partner. Allow me to introduce Chris. Hey, so can we talk about this? Hell no. <laughs> the rules around here are different. You better learn fast. How's your job going? I'm trying to make a difference. Police! Oh He's on the run! Get down, get down! We're family. Your job? Get home at the end of the night. Let's make this one for the books. Everybody know, Don't move! Call just went out. Two and a half minutes. What do you got for me?
0: We're dealing with the
2: 4 team. They got pictures of my family. Be careful what you insta-google tweet page. This guy's the leader. You gotta ask yourself, who's that fourth guy? Don't make me regret pulling you cops in for this. You all right? Yeah, man. I'm good with you.
0: It's like the changing of the gods. We changing out the frauds. I need these lions' hard like my name ended in Oz
2: what you fixing to do? Does anyone believe something very big is about to go down? I don't have a problem taking out a cop.
1: There's got to be a different way. I do a cop just like. Gunshots going off at a wicked
2: There is no limit to what desperate men will do when pushed.
1: All right, that was the trailer for Triple Nine, our first new release review of this week. Here's the IMDb plot line: A gang of criminals and corrupt cops planned the murder of a police officer in order to pull off the biggest heist yet across t- across town. Uh, this is uh, uh, directed by John Hillcoat, uh, written by Matt Cook, starring a boatload of people. We got uh, Casey Affleck, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Anthony Mackie, Aaron Paul, Woody Harrelson, Kate Winslet, Gal Gadot, uh, Norman Reedus, uh, Teresa Palmer, Micah Kenneth Williams, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. There is a shitload of people in this. The, the
0: rest of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, pretty uh, much
1: all the Marvel Universe is in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. Um, So... Basically, I I don't know what this came out to as far as box office hill uh, runs and everything here. Do you know?
0: Yeah, we we haven't talked about the box office uh, yet, so uh, I mean maybe it's a decent time to go into that. So um, let me pull it up, motherfucker.
1: But I mean, John Hillcoat. For those of you who may not know, uh, did uh, you know things like the proposition? Did the road? Mm-hmm. I really fucking love the road. Um, yep. you know,
0: lawless. Lawless, yeah, uh, that, mm-hmm. yeah, which is quite good, underrated, I think. So you know, he's um, done some things here and there. So this opened in fifth uh, at six point one million. Uh, that's uh, so hot. Well, you know, I mean, it was up against Kung Fu Panda and that Jesus movie, and then uh,
1: those two have also been out for three weeks.
0: <laughs> and then also, Gods of Egypt inexplicably made fourteen million dollars. Uh, of course, Deadpool was number one again at thirty-one. My goodness. Uh, as as we were discussing kind of before the show, um, uh, Deadpool has now domestically in the U.S. overtaken all the other X-Men movies as the highest grossing X-Men film.
1: Brian Singer is just fucking stealing, son.
0: And it's and and it's way under that budget. For all those other movies. Oh, hugely so. So so imagine how much profit Fox is actually making off of this shit. I hear uh, Ryan Um,
1: Reynolds is going to be getting a nice little payday for that movie, too.
0: Oh, yeah, because he took the back end. That's the way to fucking do these small movies, man. I mean, like the movies that have the smaller budgets, if if they're going to break big, do that shit.
1: That's why Disney loves and hates RDJ, man.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yep. (laughs) Upfront's good for them, and then... Back in, they're like, holy fuck, I fuck, can't fuck, make fuck, another fuck, movie fuck, with RDJ. <laughs> 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 Not doing that again. No, thank you. But, but craziest is that it's only been out three weeks, and it's still uh, – it's only like 200 mil away from beating the international total for Days of Future Past, which is the highest grossing internationally of the X-Men film. That's wild.
1: It'll do it. So,
0: I think it's going to hit definitely another 200 million by the time it leaves theaters. There's no yeah. fucking way it won't. I mean – like, the closest thing that will come up to it uh, and maybe, like, take some of its thunder away as far as superhero stuff is concerned is Batman and Superman. We're still, like, four weeks away from that shit, yeah. so mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, on
1: to this movie. Um, so the trailer, to me, looked really good. Like, again, like I said, this is, has a, uh, a pretty all-star cast here from a fairly mm-hmm. solid director. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to it, and um, it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Um, I, so th- I will think, uh, well, so I think, and I will say that, uh, not, I will think, um, uh, the problem with this movie is that, um, it feels either underwritten or overwritten, depending on what kind of movie you want it to be.
1: Yeah. No, I right. That. So,
0: so it doesn't go big enough to be this kind of all encompassing epic that it's, clearly i think going for Mm -hmm. but it also is not small enough to make a satisfying whole. um if you get the movie that we have right now
1: because you have so many people in it so much stuff is going on
0: yeah and it and it works but a lot of the problem stems from the fact that because you get to know so many characters um that some of them and actually most of them i would say uh do not warrant the star power that is on board to play them.
1: Precisely, there are so many. Like I said, there's there's a lot of great stars in this movie, and uh, it just in order to get them all on screen and everything, uh, you have to you know save a lot of story. And I mean, this is a movie that's you know just under two hours, uh, and there's a lot to do. There's so much things to do that's going on here. Not everybody gets their kind of full shrift for what we're thinking. You know, Casey Affleck is this uh, kind of transfer uh, mm-hmm. from a, from another town over and everything. And they just went like, well, he's coming into this hardcore thing here. He's not really up to it. So it's kind of like it's a little training day where we got this new cat in here. And then uh, you got uh, Anthony Mackey there playing the kind of more you know hardcore veteran. But he's kind of also being shit on by a couple of people in his, uh, you know, kind of outfit there and the police and everything, but we saw right. you know just a scene prior, uh, he and, um, and, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. are in some sort of criminal nefarious activities, but are also, you know, working as police officers as well. And, uh, how they're, you know, kind of interaction between the two of them and what's kind of going down.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, uh, all the, all the acting is good. They show up like nobody's phoning it in, which is kind of a small miracle on a film that has this many people in it. Um, uh, and, and for the type of film that it is that has this many people in it. Um, but right. Like the, sum of the parts don't add up satisfactorily all the time. Mm -mm. There are really great effective moments, right? I mean, that's not surprising. John Hillcoat, is an amazingly effective uh, kind of action thriller uh, tension director.
1: And I don't want to take anything away, but he's a very good moments director, if you will. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Right. And so so what works the best about his previous films, right, The Road, Proposition, and Lawless, is that – Those films are based around series of moments, right? They're not these huge uh, complex plot threads that kind of go each and every way. And what this allows the movie to do and why it's more effective in that way, uh, being that he knows these moments and how to do them so well, is that it allows the movie to kind of have some breathing room in between them. And here there are so many moments uh, that it feels like he just drops some of them inadvertently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To me Right, there's not, enough, uh, there's not enough Of like getting into What's going on with the characters And, and the, the, that's really The only way to make a movie That is about moments work Right, so, so what I'm saying Is in the road proposition Lawless, those are character driven mo- uh, Movies, right, scripts With a lot of moments In them that Hillcoat can exploit To his advantage uh, Kind of strung throughout but here, it's not quite as character-driven, and uh, because of that, the movie loses a little bit of impact once you realize, like, what really is all going on is, like, Hillcoat's trying to juggle a little too much yeah. uh, uh, that is not even his problem. It's, it's like, the script uh, is not quite as tight enough or expansive enough yeah. for him to, to have that ability, uh, right? Because... What he's been very effective at doing is making these small movies about uh, you know flawed, very violent characters um, feel like epics. Mm-hmm. And here he's making an epic, but he can't make it doesn't go epic enough or uh, small enough to feel adequately epic with he, what he's able to do. with yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it, it teeters between going back and forth. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, Matt Cook is a uh, kind of first time. Uh, this is his first big thing that's been uh, out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it and it kind of feels like that in a way, yeah
0: well and it but it but it is by the same token a pretty efficient thriller um like i like I was engrossed, I wanted to know what was going on, and yeah. I was really enjoying it, right, so it's not a bad movie, it's just not a great movie,
1: yeah, it's just like it it was it's missing a certain polish, i mean, it felt like it did feel like if somebody came through. And and did a you know I don't want to maybe not substantial might not be the right word but a very good overhaul of the script kind of just made it a little bit more mean or a little bit like or, or a little bit more epic and like I said for mm-hmm. a movie that's two hours you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on but the thing is is that like you said he we're juggling so many characters and moments and you know and kind of I don't say plot lines per se but uh, maybe a little bit of that. That you know, when there are characters, as one might imagine in the a movie called Triple Nine, which is about the you know a police officer down, uh, people do die in this movie, and Mm -hmm. when they do, you don't give a fuck because yeah, there's a lot of that. Right, nothing's been established, so you don't care.
0: You do care about whether or not like uh, Casey Affleck, who is the the officer they're planning on killing, is going Mm -hmm. to die. Right, but he's maybe literally it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, but when, when outside, when you know, kind of i don't want to say ancillary characters because they're not, because they are main characters. But mm-hmm. when other people die, there's nothing. You don't. Yeah. There's there's like, oh man, they lost this guy, and I mean it's kind of interesting because you can you can easily go. Uh, th- this could be very nice that you go back and forth between like, hey, I want the you know the good lawman to do well, but at the same time, it's also just like, well, can the bad guys get away with it, kind of thing, and it doesn't really work well on either side of the that
0: that coin. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it just needed like maybe another half hour. Right. I mean, that, that's what makes heat work so well mm-hmm. is that it just goes a little more in depth, a little, a little longer, yeah. uh, to give you just slightly more character work. Cause that's a film that similarly has like a very big, uh, cast, well-known actors mm-hmm. in the cast, uh, that manages to utilize them effectively. Um, but by, by making you have enough knowledge to care when something happens to them, right? So when when like something happens to Tom Sizemore or uh, Val Kilmer in that movie, like you still feel it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and here there's just not enough of that. But it, but it was good. I, I'm going to give it a soft recommendation. If you like crime thrillers, uh, if you like John Hillcoat, if you like any of these actors because they're mm-hmm. all very good in it, uh, like see it at some point. Maybe go see it in the theater if you're uh, down with it. Um, it's, like I said, it's not bad. I, I didn't hate watching in the theater. In fact, that might have been, like, made me enjoy it a little more. Yeah. Um, I,
1: don't, I don't think at home this would – I mean, not to say that it wouldn't be fine enough at home, but like, I guess the, the bigness of the theater made you pay attention a little bit more. Right. Because at home you could, you, could, you could drift away doing something else easily, I think, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and, and miss some stuff, right? Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of plot. <laughs> i will say this
1: i will say this i, I hope this movie uh will at least uh, like you know uh, people in the business see it and give Clifton collins jr a little bit more work this is one of the more expansive roles that he's had in in, in some time here and uh, he does a damn good job he always kind of delivers with what he does he doesn't usually have you know a ton of stuff to do uh right. but when he does it he does it damn well and uh he gets a little bit more room to uh stretch and breathe here a little bit and i like it
0: well you know he's uh, he's gonna be in westworld uh, coming up.
1: Oh, is that right? Okay, well I'm
0: I... A TV oh, set, uh, show. So, uh, you know, he'll be in that okay. this year.
1: Well, good. I, I That's that's nice to hear. I did not um
0: that. So, the other thing that I want to say is, uh, you know, like I live in Atlanta and mm-hmm. it was kind of nice uh, seeing Atlanta treated uh, like a real city for once.
1: And not like the five um, seconds that you see it in Ride Along? <laughs> right. Yeah. In order to get um, tax credits? <laughs> and, and what's
0: really weird about it is like uh, so when they do those big zoom outs, right? So uh, when they say like, oh, there's a shooting at um uh what the fuck was the washington and eighth right mm-hmm. that's a real address it's over in east point where there is like gang activity sort of but it's like uh not, like it's not fucking russian mob activity, you know uh-huh. what i mean um i mean the russian mob thing i think is maybe ludicrous but maybe it's not because i, I don't fucking know maybe russian they're just Jewish so good at being too. underground that <laughs> uh that uh, but any in, in any case uh it's still funny to watch it. And I imagine like everybody in every other fucking big city is just like all the time. Like, yeah, we fucking know, but, uh, right for here, it's still kind of a novelty to see, to see things treated accurately as opposed to just like, Oh, we're in Atlanta and we're going to make some shit up about things going on. Um, but then still have like those cutaways where they've like that, the bank that they rob. Right. Yeah. In this movie, I'm
1: looking at, I'm like, I've walked past that bank. So,
0: well, well, except that, it's not a bank that that building is right next to my whatever office the fuck building, it is. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Like it's right next to my office building and it's nowhere near the part of town they talk about it being in. So it has that kind of weird incongruity, even though like when they do the big zoom outs, like everybody rushing on the interstate to get to the building where the cops been shot. Right. Yeah. Um, that's all accurate. They're going in the right direction. They're all on the fucking interstate because there's no other fucking way to get down there fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, it's just weird. Hey, see, wait a like, minute. Those, I've driven those, in Atlanta.
1: The you, there's You can't
0: get nowhere fast. <laughs> well, you can't get anywhere, uh, fast on the interstate. So, uh, you know, that's a kind of a miracle. That's <laughs> fucking movie magic. <laughs> like um, that was clear. Get out of here. But, but I will say like, this is now the second crime film, uh, that has been actually like set here. I mean, not counting right along. So like, uh, last year's, uh, sabotage, the Schwarzenegger flick. Okay, was set was set here, right? He was on Atlanta's uh, SWAT team or whatever the fuck they were calling it, Or he was in Atlanta. Uh, oh, he wasn't in, on the Atlanta PD. He was fucking uh, one of the like federal uh, teams, like F, like uh, ATF maybe, Prime right? The
2: ATF.
0: Yeah, ATF and then like – but it, he was in Atlanta, right? The cop that he uh, kind of falls in love with and then tricks uh, at the end of that movie is, is an APD detective. So um, it's it's just nice to actually see it be like not the place that everything is shot – uh, and, and like pawned off as like, yeah, we're in fucking New York City in 1985 yeah. or whatever the fuck. It's just like,
1: know? oh, we're in the Florida Everglades. No, you're not.
0: <laughs> no, nope, no, no, you're not. You're in fucking Valdosta, and there is nothing there. It's a lot like the fucking Everglades, but still. But it ain't that. So shut no. up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All anyway. right, so let's get into it. Uh, next trailer here. This is the uh, trailer for our second new release review of the week: Gods and uh, of Egypt. Gods. Ages have passed since the
2: gods walked among us. Before the fury swept over our land. Before the war that divided us for eternity. And I'm fit to be king. It's my turn now. taken over egypt and enslaved its people only one god can save us but not without his eyes stealing from a god only a madman would try such a thing where do you suppose we could find someone so mad Seth took from you. We need your help. Zen so, will all of the world. So how do we stop him? Try to keep up.
0: You know what's waiting. Seth has an army behind him. Gods, beasts, demons.
2: You will bring them reckoning! All before me or die. Is that a storm? Sets hunters riding their pets. We should run! Run? We mortals do it all the time!
1: That was a trailer for Gods of Egypt, our second new release review of this week. I am DB Plotline, Mortal Hero. Uh, I can't pronounce this. Is it Beck, Bach, Beck? It's
0: fucking Beck, remember? Because it- all I could think is like... Uh- He's a loser, baby.
1: Why don't you kill him? Why don't you kill me? That's what I was thinking during this show. Uh, (laughs) With the god Horus in an alliance against Set, the merciless god of darkness who has uh, usurped Egypt's throne, plunging the once peaceful and prosperous empire into chaos and conflict. Uh, This is directed by Alex Proyas, uh, starring Gerard Butler, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Jeffrey Rush, and two cats whose names I can't pronounce very well. uh, Brenton Thwaites? Thwaites.
0: Thwaites. Brenton Thwaites. Thwaites. All right. All right, that works. And, and then that, Nicholas Coster voldo who, who everybody uh, knows as Jamie Lannister, the sister fucker from Game of Thrones.
1: Sister you sister fucker, you? So, yeah, man, um, this did not make a lot of money at the box office. It cost it, a shitload to make.
0: It didn't cost a shitload to make. It did open in second, um, but it, that second was $14 million, so it's not like... Uh, oh,
1: just like, shy of its $140 million budget.
0: Yeah, yep. Um, only link. only a full zero away on that uh, number. Got to place um, that
1: uh, decimal in a very different location.
0: So uh, there's a good reason that it didn't uh, make a splash, really. And it's, it's that garbage, it is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, like I like. This movie was already controversial, like, uh, because, because it's fucking, it's set in Egypt, and I don't, outside of one black dude, who, by the way, is not fucking Egyptian. No. There's not a, a like, a brown-skinned person really in this fucking well, movie. Well, there's
1: some brown people that are in the audience and stuff, and, like, in the extras. They're brown You mean extras. the slaves? in egypt well i mean look they're brown people in the movie so i mean you know that's true but they are playing slaves i'm not saying look i'm not saying it's probably the best betrayal i'm just saying in any case
0: uh (laughs) i'm not right i'm not giving excuses for this but in any case the fucking gods like what like one guy's from denmark one's gerard fucking butler and who gives a fuck about him anymore boy i don't care what you say uh i'm i'm in another movie where i'm wearing a skirt um, Enjoy. <laughs> uh, Enjoy. <laughs> like that's what it is. Right, but it's just this weirdness already, and like rightfully fucking so. Uh, like, like if you're making a movie set in Egypt, I don't give a fuck if it's fantasy or not. Like maybe cast some fucking Egyptians or like anybody who looks like they're not from fucking Scotland or Denmark in it.
1: If this movie um, was good, I would, I would, I would, I would be behind you a thousand percent.
0: Uh, but just, but here's the other good. part: is it's fucking terrible. That's my On top problem. of that, and so it almost doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that's that's the right? worst part. It's just like it's it's so fucking bad that it's just like you could have had like Egyptians from Egypt in this fucking thing, speaking you know that native tongue the entire time.
0: And you could have had fucking Idris Elba in this motherfucker, and it would be unwatchable.
1: Yeah, it would still be that bad. Um, so it at least here, made it a little more interesting, but the other be bad.
0: thing that's really disappointing about it though, is like, I expect at least when I see an Alex Proyas movie that it's going to be like good to look at at least yeah. for a couple of hours. Right. And I really like some of his stuff. I'm not that big on the crow. Uh, it's pretty good, but I really like dark city and yeah. I'm like the weirdo that sticks up for knowing which I, am I think too. is just really fucking amazing. Actually. I like that movie. Um, uh, and 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 right, and that movie kind of got shat on when it came out. Um, but he's a very like good visual stylist most of the time. But here, oh my god, does this movie look like fucking garbage? Man. It's just
1: that Wrath of the Titans fucking bullshit, just well, like oversaturated CGI, just garbage. Nine tenths of this movie is on a fucking green screen. And it just and it looks like it.
0: It looks like it, uh, but it also just looks like it's really – it's also just really poorly done, right? Like there's something about uh, – I, I feel like given the scope of how often this happens, if a movie is set somewhere there's a fucking desert, you can just fucking use shitty CG and call it fucking sandstorms or whatever the fuck.
2: Yes.
0: And it's like the no. That's not how it fucking works, especially when you're using, like, some second-generation 1990s fucking particle effect to make the re- fucking sand effect, <laughs> right? Like, like I have better shit on my goddamn PlayStation than in this fucking $140 million movie,
1: <laughs> uh... and,
0: and that's fucking insane.
1: It's I th- sad. No, it's I mean in oh gosh. I, I And get, I
0: cannot imagine seeing this fucking movie in three D. It already looks like shit in two D. If I'd gone to see it in three D, cool. I probably would have I would have turned out like fucking Horace does in the first 20 minutes with my fucking eyes gouged out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, i I can't I can't say that you're wrong there. It is uh yeah, no, it's it's ugly looking. It's it, here's the thing it's boring.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's incredibly boring. I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep for like fucking ten minutes after Horace lost his eyes. Not a lot happens. That's the- not. I'm not even joking. I fucking fell like I woke up and I was like, "Holy shit! Did I just miss like forty five minutes of this movie?" And no, it was only ten. But honestly, I wish I like had a little deeper sleep. Little I was bored. Suzy I was fucking bored. And- <laughs> right? Like, there's nothing that'll keep me awake uh, in this fucking movie. Obviously,
1: this thing is two hours and seven minutes long. It is,
0: it is about, ungodly long. It is about two hours longer than it needs to be. <laughs> I, mean, like when, I mean,
1: people, like, I was in, I was in the theater with, when, when, when people saw this trailer, and they laughed at how stupid it looked then. But, I mean, the first showing of the day, though, surprisingly, there was a decent amount of people in there. I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing here? I, I'm here for the show. I'm not here on my own volition. I'm here because I I have a
0: I have a made up priority for the show. Oh, there I, were a lot of people in my show too, I was
1: like, why like none of Cuz the
0: trailer does not appeal to me. It looked right? the trailer I, like looks even, awful. Even when I saw that it was Alex Proyas it did, I was like, well, if he's making something that looks like that, Jesus Christ. Ugh.
1: I just I don't understand. I mean, everybody seems to be phoning it in.
0: Well, and there's so So much fucking plot for no reason. Yeah. Like, like we have to go to this place and we have to do this and oh no, there's this narrative tension and it's like, Jesus, man, this is worse than watching like some, something that was directly adapted out of like a kid's daily diary (laughs) where it's just like every fucking thing explained. And then then
1: I did to this and then I did this and then I did that. And, like, things that should be, like, fun and exciting, like, when he's going to fetch the eye and everything through the booby trap, it's boring. Mm-hmm.
0: That shit's boring. I I have to say, I really did enjoy the giant snake scene a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I at least found, I was like, well, at least they're fucking doing something. Because uh, every other action, maybe it was just the accumulative effect of every other action scene being a piece of shit. Uh. That, like, by the time it finally got there, it was like, oh, thank God there are giant fucking snakes. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then, like, hey, we can all turn into crazy winged creatures and we'll fight for a while because, uh, you know, we're, the actor budget's up. We got to just throw it to CGI now. And then it's just a, a video game fight that you're not fucking playing. Who cares? Yeah. well, And, and, and it's like- not even done that well. When it's all CGI, it's just like you can literally do anything. And you, what you do is
0: boring. Yeah, what you did was really boring. Uh, you know, I feel the saddest for Jeffrey Rush in this movie.
1: Ugh, poor guy.
0: Like he is so obviously phoning it in. He's yeah, he's the most like,
1: phony phoning it in
0: of all of them. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I saw that. I saw these other movies that Alex Proyas made, and so I signed on. He no, just has doing- that
1: look of like I've been on this green screen set for fucking days. Yeah. God, let me go home.
0: Yeah. Like don't don't you guys know who I am? <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking Gerard Butler, okay? Yeah. Let me do something.
1: Jerry's used to doing this shit, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking accomplished actor, you sons of bitches. Let me out of here. Where's my yeah, fucking right, trailer? Like-
0: Oh, we couldn't afford a trailer.
1: This movie costs 140 million dollars. Where's my fucking trailer? No trailer. <laughs> they fucked him like that just for fun.
0: Oh, uh, I just can't. Like, yeah.
1: There's no, and like I was, I was weirded out by the. um... Hey, all the gods are big. All the other non-gods are all tiny, weird, little miniature people.
0: Yeah, all the all the regular humans are small. What fucking function does that service? Because gods were bigger than us, man. I don't right? fucking care. It's still stupid. I agree.
1: It's it's a dumb. I, none of it works. Uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: None of it works, and it's I just- real I really hope that like uh, I don't know, man. I just I felt so bad for Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, anyway. like like at the point, like to the point, like I could probably like I felt like he was uh, like. You could see in his eyes, he's like, "Oh, let me please go back to doing this fucking pirates movie." <laughs> he's just like, "Let me, like, can I at sad. least do one of those?" Like, like, yes, they're not great, but at least I can enjoy something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, here is like in fucking anguish, man. Uh, anyway. Poor guy. Uh, this movie sucks. Don't fucking watch it.
1: Yeah, run the fuck away. Uh, but according to the box office, you all did. So continue yeah, to well, stay the Yeah, well, hopefully away.
0: it's everybody who wanted to see it actually went to do it, and then uh, and that'll be that. Because, because stuff that looks better is sadly up, though so from what dropped.
1: I it's sadly from what I've read though it's just like this opens in China in like a week or two, and they predict oh, it it it'll actually it'll like
0: fucking shitload of money over there. Yeah, it'll kill there, man. Ugh. No, no problem whatsoever. China's made for this shit. Russia too, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we'll fucking There's see.
1: no accounting for taste, that says. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's round her up here. Here's the last uh, new release review trailer. Here is the trailer for Eddie the Eagle.
2: I was in the hospital for a year when I was a kid. All the doctors said I should give up sports. Where do you think you're going, young man? The Olympics. You better take this. Put your medals in. Thanks, man. For as long as I can remember... It has been my ambition to become an Olympian. Eddie, you are not an athlete. I just needed to find the right sport. Britain hasn't had a ski jumper since 1929. I'm going to be a ski jumper. He's going to break his neck. I'm going to break his neck. The time to start jumping is when you're five or six. I heard you were a champion, so I was thinking maybe you could give me a few tips. Give up? This is one for free. Watch this guy, number two in the world. And he knew what he was doing.
1: It's not actually going to jump, is see.
2: You're not going to give up, are you? You want your moment, Eddie? you got to do this for real. Our strategy will best be described as ugly but effective. The Olympics is associated with certain qualities, excellence, achievement. They have no desire to associate with defeat. You're a disgrace to the sport. Good. Personal best, and we're a disgrace! Mr. Edwards, your jump doesn't count. Because you just changed the rules.
0: Don't I have a right to represent my country? No. My dreams turned into a nightmare. It's a world
2: that doesn't want to know you. So what's new? British Olympic
0: Association is trying to stop me. I have to do this. The press all want to hear your story. I was kicked off every team I was ever on before I even got a chance to prove myself. I
2: take jumping very seriously, nearly as much as proving people wrong. Where do you think you're going? The Olympics. I thought you might need this. It's higher than you jumped before, faster than you've gone before. You can break bones. You're lucky if you can walk again as your coach I think to get crazy but as your friend fly. you're Eddie the Eagle
1: All right that was a trailer for Eddie the Eagle our last new release review of the week the story of Eddie Eddie Edwards the notorious uh, I should have read this earlier this is tenacious <laughs> I'm not bright with my <laughs> Uh, Look, uh, if I'm not on point, if I haven't read things a couple of times, I'll fuck it up for sure. Uh, the story of Eddie Edwards, the notoriously uh, ten, uh, God, tragic, uh, tenacious, tenacious. I can't talk today. Oh, damn it! I've the had a story couple of, of Eddie years.
0: Edwards, the notoriously tenacious British underdog ski jumper who charmed the world at the 1988 Winter Olympics. I'm gonna let you guys in. Let's now see. we made made it through. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna give you guys a secret. <laughs> I was off today, and I've been
1: drinking. Uh, <laughs> so, i mean that already makes i'm not, not going to say that that would have been uh, at least a little bit difficult for me sober but you, no, had a couple, you would have
0: still bungled it exactly. I w- no i would have been pretty close <laughs> but i'll let you have your excuse you
1: add a couple of beers in there you never know uh this is uh directed by dexter fletcher written by uh sean mcculley uh and simon uh kelton starring terry edgerton and hugh jackman uh so this is the uh you know, the story of the olympics there and everything and uh i gotta say uh the trailer when i you know they they played the trailer quite a bit here and uh i i was i was tearing up in the fucking trailer and this movie was no damn different uh this this is a this is a great movie uh, it's from it's from the uh marv studio there from uh from uh you know with you know, the fucking guy why is my brain Vaughn, Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn, uh, is uh, you know kind of putting this out and everything, and uh, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of Matthew Vaughn kind of vibe to it, but not him uh, per se. Right. Uh, but it is a hell of a lot of fun. I am I am a sucker for uh, you know kind of uh, overcoming and inspirational stories and stuff like that. And uh, this movie is it's the Rocky of of, of ski jumping movies.
0: It's. It is the cool runnings of ski jumping movies, of
1: which is, there's a reference in the movie. Too there's <laughs> a reference too, right? Which
0: I really liked. Yeah, I did too. Um, no, look, this movie is uh, really good. It's an audience pleasing movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it, granted, it hasn't reached a large audience, but I feel like if crowds would show up and see it, they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I'm down with this." Yeah. Um, I, it, th- it's th- I think just this could be do... enough to not be annoying. Yeah. Um, and, and just straight enough to, to like allow that quirkiness to play off of it very well. Uh, and, and I really do like, uh, Taron Egerton, man. He's a really good, uh, fucking actor.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he wowed us last year, uh, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere, dropping in and, uh, you know, leading the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing a damn fine job in that one. Yeah. And instead of going the kind of same sort of route again, he takes this uh, you know kind of underdog character who's you know kind of looks you know very fucking eighties man, and uh, is just oh has, yeah has like a very affected kind of look to him and everything. Says so like this: it's not the sexy young Tered Edgerton that we've seen in the other things that he's been in.
0: No, I mean he's he is playing the guy, right? If you go and look up pictures of Eddie Edwards and and even the ones at the end, right, like. Mm-hmm. He's doing the like the slightly uh like underbite kind of jutting jaw, mm-hmm. right? Uh he's got the fucking weird seventies not quite porn stash. It's
1: in there, it's uh, not
0: in there. At, toward the end of the film at least. Um he's given a fucking performance, man. It's really yeah. good.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic, and then you got uh, Hugh Jackman there as the kind of uh, f- former Olympian and stuff like
0: that, but, uh, yeah, who's a disgrace, right? Who's, who's kind he's kind of fallen he's in hard John time. Candy again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, uh, their chemistry makes this thing work too. They're mm-hmm. really good on screen together. Uh, almost, almost so good on screen together that I didn't mind the fucking thanks for showing up to our movie intro. That I got.
1: Oh Jesus! AMC, fucking stop it! It's well. This this was Regal this time. Regal showed it to you too. God damn, man, that's fucking. So it's just like, yeah. Because we got it at AMC uh, at at the AMC here. I I don't get. I don't. Yeah. Why? Why fucking why?
0: Yeah, I'm already there.
1: Thanks for coming out. No fucking shit. I paid for the ticket. Showed me the movie. Unbelievable. I don't fucking.
0: In in any case, my point is they're really good on screen together. No, so they're almost didn't give a shit that, that happened. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, I don't know, like, what else to say about this. What the trailer kind of tells you exactly what you get.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's equal parts funny, equal parts like uh, engrossing as a drama. Right, I really enjoyed the back and forth uh, between Eddie and his parents, yeah. uh, particularly like uh, the way that his mother and father would play off of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was, I mean, this is kind of a somewhat typical, uh, British film stylistically, I think at least, at least the popular style of British film that we get released here in the United States. Right. Uh, and I, and I think it works, right? It's, it's pretty small, uh, even though it's got these big actors in it, uh, it's not super ambitious. Uh, it works because it does exactly what it sets out to do. Um, And just features like some really solid performances, even from the from the supporting cast, uh, which is extensive. There are a lot of fucking people in this movie that you have seen, Mm -hmm. even if you don't know their names.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really well done. uh, And that's the thing. It is. It's one of those things where it's it's simple. It's simple, but it's engrossing and like, you know, and. And that's the thing that we do that, you know, because we go to the movies several times a week, every single fucking week. And to see people like that were in the movie theater, uh, like bes- right beside me, you know, there's people that you look at and you're just like, you don't go to the movies a lot. I can just fucking tell by looking at you. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a couple and a friend of theirs, I guess they were out for uh, one of their uh, birthdays or whatever, and they were watching this movie. And this, this movie, is, it's a crowd pleaser, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's really good, and uh, they, was, they were just like, and honestly, it was funny because I was following them out, and they were just like, uh, you know, because you go to the first uh, showing of AMC during the day and stuff, and it's like five fifty, and they were right. like, oh man, what a hell of a bargain for five fifty, and they were just like, I'd have paid full price to go see that, yep, and so I mean, that's that's a big fucking statement when somebody just goes like, I'd pay full freight to have watched that movie, that's a that's a that's a good sign. Because most people, if you go to a matinee, you're just like, "Well, I don't really know, and we'll see if this is you know going to work out for us or whatever." But they were just like, "I'd have paid full price to go see that thing. And, and I, I can say the exact same thing. I would have too. Um, it, it's very enjoyable. I love, love, love. I mean, it's the most kind of like surreal bit of the entire thing, but uh, so Hugh Jackman plays a uh, quite the drunk, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, his ski jump is bad fucking ass
0: hell yeah it is he
1: is just drinking wild turkey and then smoking a cigarette as he goes down the 90 meter fucking jump yeah because he's
0: just been like made fun of for being a drunk by all these people don't know that he was like who he was right and he's gonna go up and they think
1: they're gonna like oh he's just gonna bust it fucking hardcore and he's over there just like taking a sip off the off the hooch lighting up a cigarette as and like just like and smoking it on the way down Tossing it off just before the jump, and this badass fucking jump lands perfectly, and it's just like fuck all of y'all, and it was it was so good, and but he's he's a lot of fun in this. I mean, like I said, everything in this just works the way it's supposed to work. Uh, it is uh, it's very eighties, which I love, and uh, like I said, I, I can't recommend this highly enough. I mean, the, the the story is what the story is, but if you want to see you know a movie. That, uh, that makes you feel better about yourself. That makes you feel like, hey, man, uh, this is a guy who did not win Olympic gold. But right. that would like this is the like I said, it's a Rocky of fucking ski jump movies, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: this is a guy who goes in there and he sets out and it just well, no and he has
0: that great fucking moment that I don't really want to spoil with uh, with like the top guy in the sport. Right. Yeah. Uh, as they're going up to uh, the ski jump, the 90 meter.
1: Yeah, that conversation's um,
0: great. Like it's such a good conversation, right, mm-hmm. about uh, just about like how there are very few people who get why they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this guy who's like number one in the world understands like why Eddie's driven to do it, whereas everybody else just like they, they give a shit about the distance. Yeah. They don't give a shit about doing the best thing you can do.
1: And and that's what it's all about. And it's like this guy, like 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 you heard in the trailer there, just growing up, was really kind of failing at everything. He had like a bum knee for the longest time as a kid, so he couldn't really do a whole a lot, hell lot of anything, but really just wanted to one day, you know, just be an athlete, to be specifically an Olympic athlete. And my mm-hmm. fucking phone is going off here. Oh That's what happens when your mother calls you. She's she's the one she's on the safety list, so that one calls. If it was a telemarketer, that wouldn't have rung. Uh but um no, so, but it but it works on all those counts, and just to see uh, all the actors that they got playing him as a, as, a, as a little kid and stuff are all great, and it's weird because there are two different ages in the younger ones, and they look very fucking similar, uh, yeah. which is which is a which is a fantastic thing that doesn't really happen, you know, all that much. You're just like, oh, he grew a little bit up, and then you kind of like well, that kid doesn't fucking look like that other kid does. This kid looked like the next kid in in, in line. Um, but it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a classic underdog story and I I can't recommend it highly enough.
0: Yeah. I'm on the same gravy train, man. I I thought it was fucking great. 10 out of 10 would see again. We'll see again. Yeah. So that's no uh, problem. Very good. Go out and see this thing. Motherfuckers. Why is it only (laughs) like opening in fifth or whatever the shit? Because people are fucking stupid. I've seen I mean, God, Gods of fucking Egypt for real? Yeah. That I, movie this movie looks it even has some similar process shots in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Looks so much fucking better <laughs> than Gods of Egypt. They yeah, even like yeah, even
1: like the most stylized bit of it with uh with, with with Jackman coming down doing the 90 meters thing. I mean that's super stylistic and good it's, it's meant to look bitchin, and it is. Uh, but even that is just like, it's still better looking than anything in Gods Egypt.
0: <laughs> right, exactly.
1: By a landslide. Uh, so yeah, man, that's it. So, uh, two very strong recommendations from us next week. Uh, we have, uh, London has fallen, which is the, uh, sequel to white house. It was a white house down. Was that, or white houses? No, white house down was the good one. Olympus has fallen was the other
0: one. Yeah. Uh, Olympus has fallen was the shit one that made enough money for them to make a sequel. (laughs) White house down was the good one, uh, (laughs) that doesn't need a sequel. And everybody rightfully understood that.
1: Yeah. Uh also coming out the uh new kids film uh, Zootopia which Zootopia. I got I got to say the fucking the one trailer I am looking forward to these fucking sloths because god damn it in that one fucking trailer oh just just the them being so slow and doing what they I hope that scene goes on forever I just I love that kind of stupid fucking humor so I'm I'm excited for that <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think Zootopia looks like a lot of fun. And the uh,
1: uh, new one with, uh, you know, uh, Tina Fey and uh, and Margot Robbie. Well, first of all, I mean, that's all you got to say to me to make me just go, yeah, I'll go to that movie. What do you want? WTF. Uh, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. So uh, we'll be covering all three of those next week. So uh, stay tuned for that action. Matt, yeah. where can we find more of your work on the
0: internet this week? Follow me on the tweets, man. At Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. That's where I am.
1: That's where he is. That's where you'll find him. That's where he bees.
0: And I and I say my Tumblr every other episode, but you probably know that by now. You know it by now, you big dummies.
1: Uh, and, of course, the other podcast, here, Movie Podcast, at Uh, You know, for those of you who listen to uh, this show as well as HMP, I'm going to throw some uh, stuff on you. Uh, just so you can kind of know what's up, because not everybody listens to this show. That listens to that show, and that's that's perfectly fine. I get it. We're we're a very different show over here, but I'm gonna let you guys know something that we're not gonna let them know for a couple of weeks. We saw uh, there's a Power Pack pilot that they did uh-huh. in like 1991, and yep. we're gonna be doing that in a couple of weeks. Oh Oof. my god! If you, it's all on YouTube. It looks ungodly awful and, and so much fucking fun. It is, you, you you haven't seen a 90s thing this fucking 90s in quite some time, I don't think. so. Uh, so more
0: so than like Power Rangers kind of shit?
1: Uh, yes. This looks more 90s than Power Rangers, I would say. This is like that okay. 1991 thing that at the same time still also kind of looks a little bit late 80s. So yeah. it's, it's that kind of like, oh wow, so this may be 1991, but this also feels like it could be like 1987, 1988 kind of thing.
0: Because they probably shot it in 1989. Probably,
1: but it is, (laughs) uh, it looks, it looks not so good, but we're going to be reviewing that and a couple other things. So, uh, and Agent Carter is going to be the big one that we're doing next week. So I still have 10 episodes of that to watch. a lot of work to do. But uh, here movie here moviepodcast.com. Hey, guys, it's been a while since we've had a uh, review on the iTunes. Drop us down there. Give us a five-star review. Even I Like Show is good enough for us, so we'd really appreciate that. Thanks for sticking with us with the week off here and everything. But you got two episodes this week, so more, uh, more content than you can sink your uh, big old giant teeth into. I assume you have big giant teeth. I don't know. So that is it. Uh, So join us next week for all three of those films and uh, much more talk about much other things. So that is it for Matt Smith. I'm Adam Portress. Take these, everybody. the show down
0: we did that shit son
1: yeah and we
0: didn't even mention the oscars <laughs> there's nothing to talk about
1: i didn't even watch them, man i i can't believe it. this is the first time that like i like i think last year I uh, i didn't really watch them intently because we recorded an episode of HMP, which we were this year again um but at the same time it was like i, I don't know i just didn't care
0: well sp- spotlight won, so that should tell you something about how blah it was yeah, I mean, I mean look, I, I really like Spotlight, but yeah. like that movie is not even technically directed.
1: Yeah, it's just there.
0: Yeah, it, it'd be like if, well, uh, if oh, Ke- you like
1: The King's Speech one one Best Picture. Oh, best yeah, director. Yeah, they like so.
0: that shit, man. But you know, I, I I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, who is a is an Academy uh, like member, and uh, basically what ends up happening anytime like Crash, right? So what made Crash win Best Picture the year that it won? Uh, Is that uh, large ensemble casts with a lot of American actors or even well-respected actors um, like get voted into like that number one top spot all the time just because the uh, acting wing of the Academy is so large compared to every other part. No, I get that. And, and so, like, anytime there's a large cast, uh, specifically with Americans, but King's Speech, right, is just a lot of people that people really like and uh, who have been around forever and have friends within the guild or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're adding their vote to it, basically. So, you know, that's what happened.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I watched, I watched about five seconds after, and it. it was just like, hey, here's R2-D2, C-3PO, and BB-8. For something that's going to be remarkably unfunny for the next 15 seconds, I'm just like, all right, I'm done.
0: It was really great to watch um, What's-His-Name-From-Room react to them coming out because it's like he's a kid, you know? Yeah,
1: and and it seems... It's,
0: that it was fun. Yeah, it like, seems that like that, that works. It wasn't even part of the bit, but, you know, I like that. Yeah.
1: Hell, I'd probably be like that so if I saw fucking I'll, BB-8 rolling out. I'd be like, what the fucking shit?
0: <laughs> I also have to say I really did like uh, Gaga's performance of uh, that song. I don't know how the fuck Sam Smith won because that Bond tune sucks.
1: Oh, that um, movie. Well, yeah, the movie was bad, but the song sucked in it, too. Yeah.
0: The song's way worse than the movie. I, I, you know, we talked about it. I liked Spectre uh, for the most part on the whole. Um, but that song is not a good Bond song. It's not even a particularly good not Bond song. Um <clears throat> So I have no fucking clue how that happened, but yeah, uh,
1: I, I didn't like I said I didn't see nothing, but I, I did see people just be like, uh, yeah, I bet after that performance they were just like, fuck, I wish I could have changed my vote.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and it was fucking powerful. I'm really glad that Brie Larson won for Room because uh, she was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad she's had such a good year, but overall, I just don't give. A single fuck? I mean, Mad Max won a lot. It won most of the awards, uh, the most awards of any one film uh, this year. Um, but not the ones that it fucking deserved to win, compared to who did win.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's what I don't get. How the fuck, right, how the fuck does a movie like The Revenant get Best Director? And and I'm saying That's this, like I know full it. well, right, like that Inuritu is a capable enough filmmaker. I'm saying that The Revenant Looks and is the way that it is because of Emmanuel Luzzaschi mm-hmm. and because of Tom Hardy and Leah, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the collaboration. It's those three. It's almost nothing for Inuyu to right and and to say that that is a movie that best like George Miller. I don't give a fuck if you like Mad Max, honestly, but like that movie. Is a movie that is ride or die by whether the director fucking does his job or not.
1: Because there's a there's so many elements going on of just uh, regular stuff of
0: CGI stuff, and it has to work just so. Yeah, right. Because it's so fucking high concept. Yeah. And and like that's that's the type of movie that a directing award is really like should go to. It never does, right? But that's the type of movie it should. Without George Miller kind of reining all that shit in mm-hmm. and having this kind of singular mindset vision for what's happening, you don't have Mad Max. The Revenant, you could have put Tom McCarthy on that film and just had Besky and the actors do it.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's, what, that's what killed me about, uh, the, about the King's Speech with, with uh, Tom Holland and that thing. is just like anyone could have done this. Anyone could have done that movie. Mm -hmm. And it would have been great because it was an actor's movie. That was not a director's movie by any stretch of the imagination. And it's
0: the same with Spotlight, right? Like, I'm not faulting Tom McCarthy. I think he's a very capable director, but it is just – it's the Kevin Smith school of directing, right? Like, you get a bunch of people who can read the fucking lines in a particular way that you enjoy Mm -hmm. and set the fucking camera up.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least with something like Birdman, I mean, there was a lot of directing that was going on. With that one, that's that, like you said, that's enough of a concept and everything working there. That if that doesn't pull off correctly, it's crap. Right. But it. But, it, but with you know whether or not you like the movie, the the direction of it is damn good. Yeah. Uh.
0: You well, know, and, well, it's very and capable. I, and I have to. Well, and the Revenant's not poorly directed, but but go and watch like uh th- the thing about the Revenant. We said it in the review, mm-hmm. right? That movie could damn well just be. A Terrence Malick film that has an actual script. Yeah, and that but tells it, you something. It about very the
1: well record. could, but I mean, outside of like one or two action set pieces, absolutely. Because I don't think Terry could do the the kind of the quite the the, the action quite as well. I don't think, but. Because I mean, especially that big opening scene where there's I mean, maybe the big he
0: kind scene. of does some of it in the new world and thin red lines, some of it, but I mean, I just, mm, but that, but that's there. Yeah. The, the action scene is there because of the script. Right. And yeah. so like, I feel like if there was an actual script, that's my point. Like Terrence Malick could have made the Revenant. Yeah. You could have put anybody on set just to like rein things in a little bit. Right. To keep it on track mm-hmm. and gotten the same film. Mad Max would not have been Mad Max had any other fucking person touched it. Yeah. It just would not have worked. Like even even for people who hate the movie, it would not have been the same film.
1: No, absolutely not, and, 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 that's, and, and that's what kills me. Again, like I said, so I'm going back to Tom Holland because I, 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 I think he was given the best director for the wrong movie because if he would have gotten that for Les Mis, which I think he directed fantastically well. Now, without him doing that movie, that would have also been a very different movie overall. The choices that were made to do the singing on stage live with, with the recording and everything was fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. That's what really made that movie because there's so many musicals where it's just like, hey, we're just going to dump over to a track. Yeah. They were doing it you know, on set.
0: Yeah, and you mean Tom Hooper, right? What did I say? You keep saying Tom Holland, who's the kid who was cast as Spider-Man.
1: Oh, maybe I want Spider-Man to happen.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Tom Hooper. Maybe. You could
1: have had Spider-Man direct this. You could have had Spider-Man direct this, and it would have been better. A 12-year-old kid showing in and shooting the webs at people in the face, and it would have been better. You suck. I suck. But, again, more beers.
0: (laughs) Anyway. I've had a deal. uh, Yeah, so that was the Oscars. So we talked about it. Thanks for listening, three people. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Or or just Marty. Just Marty. (laughs) Just Marty, who also doesn't give a shit about the Oscars.
1: Yeah, he's just like I don't care. Those people are stupid. Fuck them. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Uh, Till next week, everyone.